Hello, Megan. Hello, Michelle. <laughs> Welcome to Sisters. Sisters. They were never such, such devoted, devoted sisters. sisters. Oh, I love it. Okay, so today we're going to talk a little bit about your brain, as we always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a couple little tidbits, little things I've read, and uh, some stories Ooh. about you. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll like dig into that brain of yours, try to figure out you know, what you were thinking, maybe what, what the behind the scenes, the behind the curtain. What do I say? Yeah. Behind the curtain, behind the brain, behind, behind the, the skull, <gasps> behind the cranium. Cranium. <laughs> and then we'll talk a little bit about some, some strategies or some ways that that might help you now. And then, and then hopefully talk a little bit about our community that we're trying to develop. So, okay. So we've been talking about neurodivergent neurodiversity and then I was reading the other day about neurotypical Mm. and so I don't know any of those things were things we were thinking about when you were a kid no nobody nobody came in and said you know Michelle (laughs) you are or are not neuro and then I was like what is neurotypical yeah that is a good question what is it and so I don't, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's kind of what it isn't. Okay. If that makes sense. Right. So it's like, if you're neurodivergent, you're not neurotypical. So I just kind of want to throw those words out. I have a giant I, eye roll right now. I know you do. <laughs> you do. Giant. giant. Like it's the biggest eye roll. My <laughs> therapist would be so proud of me. Good job. Way to do it. <laughs> so I want to kind of throw that out and just talk about neurodiversity on this podcast. Well, okay, Is that okay? Yes, we can we can do that. I, I just have to I have to say one thing. Yes, please. About neurotypical and mm. how they don't really have a definition. Maybe they do, but it's what you're not, right? And so it's like, who's to say that I'm not neurotypical right. and that all those quote unquote typical people, they're the divergent ones. Who made the decision that <laughs> my brain's not typical and everyone else's is normal? Exactly. What I'd like us to focus on is the fact that we are all diverse in our thinking, that that all the brains are different. I just find yours particularly interesting. Yeah, no, that's true. Is that okay? Oh, that's fine. In my head, I was just thinking, I've realized through this whole process that I think in images. Yes. And I, that's why I think I struggle to always translate well. Mm -hmm. Um, But in my head, I have this image of a land like the ADD land. (laughs) And if I lived on that land and it's beautiful and gorgeous, uh, I would be the normal one. (laughs) Yes, you would be typical. Yeah, I'd be typical. Yeah, and I think we're still kind of talking through these terms. And so I just want to be really conscious of the fact that I don't think either of us are experts in this by any means, but we're trying to learn more. Right. And partly learning more by also saying what we want to call it, what we want to use for language and what we don't mm-hmm. might be part of that. Right. Okay. So in this neurodiverse world, mm-hmm. your brain, I, I mean, I think my brain's pretty interesting too, but your brain to me was always fascinating versus like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Because I think as you're saying, like you think about things in images and I don't think I've ever until recently heard you talk about it that way. Yeah, I don't think I consciously understood it until we've kind of been talking more about it. And Mm. there's been a safe place for me to talk about it. Yeah. But, you know, there's this has been the whole reason why, you know, 
my spouse and I, you know, Brian, he and I struggle linguistically because, and that's been the like the only the biggest issue that we've had is that just being able to translate to each other. Mm. And I I'm starting to recognize now that I think in pictures and I talk in pictures. Interesting. And he's talking in grammar and language and you know and, and I I don't do that. Right. And so it's it's natural for you to make a movie. Oh yeah. But very difficult for you to have just a conversation about logistics. Oh yeah. Logistics. Right. Oh. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> Okay, so I I want to kind of pick apart your brain. And, you know, my thinking of it is always looking at it from sort of a scientific point of view. So I wanted to kind of take a look right now at like different senses, right? And, and the uh-huh. one I want to focus on in this episode is the sense of touch. Mm. So we've been talking about, you know, how your brain, you think through things and process things. I'm curious, though, you know, at any given restaurant we're at, you will order what we call a spicy water. Yeah. Right. So you like a sparkling water. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's something about the touch of that too. Maybe that's in this. It feels so good in the mouth. Yeah. It just, it like the love bubbles. It. Love it. It just feels delicious in my mouth. Interesting. And mm-hmm. so this, the spicy water, the sparkling water that you get, you always order a lime. Yeah. If it's out of the... If it's like out of the tap, you know, mm-hmm. like where they have soda water or carbon, like, you know, club soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll order a lime just to kind of help with the flavor sometimes because Tucson water is kind of. Hmm. Okay. And you will always hand me the lime. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. I am just supposed to know. Actually, you don't hand me the lime. You just push the water towards me. Yeah. You push the cup towards me. And then it's my job to take the lime because mm-hmm. if you handed me the lime, it would have meant you would touch the lime, which That's you don't correct. do. No. Okay, so you're not touching lime, and you want me to squeeze the lime in for you, which I'm happy to do. No yeah. problem. Is that related to your your brain in the way you think of things? Is it something else? Well, I know that my brain has a hard time letting go of the fact that there is lime on my fingers. Mm. So there's like a whole process that happens for me. First of all, it's like lime is a little bit sticky. Mm -hmm. And then it's also acidic. So if I have like any hangnails, then I know it's going to be really painful. Mm. But also there's something about having that smell on my hands for too long because then Mm. like it doesn't leave and also it just it just it's out of control (laughs) out of control control. the lime is out of control that's correct and what does that might that mean that it's out of control well I think what it means for me is that my brain cannot handle I can't focus on anything else like I'm hyper aware of the fact that there is this stuff on my hands and I kind of can't let it go sometimes. Does it make it hard for you to concentrate on conversations or other things that are? Yeah. I mean, I already have a hard time concentrating on conversation. Mm-hmm. So then if I add another element to it, then, you know, forget it. I can't, you know, if I, like the radio's on, I can't talk to somebody. It's just too too much, too much stimulus, too much input. 
mm. coming into my brain. And so if there's something sticky on my hands, my hands are always moving. And so I'm constantly aware of it. Mm. And then also, like, I tend to talk with my hands. And so that I'm wafting this oh, smell. Oh, you're like smelling the lime. The come. lime. I enjoy the flavor of lime. But smells in general, like, you know, they can be overwhelming for me as well. So I'm, I keep smelling the lime. And so then what happens is, like, as I'm talking to you, um, I will waft, my hands are moving, I waft it towards my face, and then all of a sudden I see a lime in my head. Hmm. And then I don't see what you're talking about. Because when I'm talking, you're getting a visual image. Yeah, I'm creating images in my mind while you're speaking. So you're translating my words into images. Yeah. And now there's lime that's just like, lime, lime, lime. <laughs> there's just like a... yeah. Like, would it be like a, a thing you would like have if in you're Vegas? Watching, like if you're watching a movie <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, a clip of a lime just like pops into oh, the... Or there's like a dancing lime across the screen or something? No, it literally like it's a cut. Oh. It's a literal cut. Oh, so it's not over something. It's like... It's not overlapping it. Yeah. It's just now that other thing that you were it's talking a hard, about is gone. It's a hard cut. Oh. Now a lime is being in there. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you're watching like when Harry met Sally. Yeah. And she's in the deli scene and she's yeah. having the orgasm scene yeah and all of a sudden she's like ah lime god ah, yet yeah, lime <laughs> i'll have what she's lime so it's a staccato kind of thing almost yeah. for you like dick 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 oh my gosh so it's a sign of respect for me that you care enough about the conversation we're about to have yeah to ask me to lime your water is that what you're <laughs> is that what you're saying no it is I want I, to pay attention to you yeah if I touch this lime I'm going to be paying attention to the lime yes and I don't want to pay attention to the lime Correct. so I'm going to do this okay okay that totally makes sense and and that's the other thing too is like if I I mean now that you're saying that um if someone's like eating chips really loudly mm. or you know there's like other things like I'll ask them to stop and I know a lot of times people think it's actually um a negative towards them but right. it's it really is a positive like I want to be able to hear what you're saying or I want to be able to enjoy whatever it is that we're doing together yeah and if these noises are happening I cannot can't focus can't focus okay so I'm just gonna do something really quick okay so give me give me that yep so we're talking mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm like listening to you talk a story and then I'm like yeah all I can see is like crunching chips in my head. <laughs> okay. Like right. I actually don't, your your face kind of, in my mind, your face blurred, like it, it, it blacked out <laughs> and all I could see was a crunching chip. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to play a little game then. Okay. Because we're going to dig into Rosie's brain. Okay. So let's play a little game then. Okay. I'm going to throw out a subject and I want to know what the image is in your brain. Okay. Okay, so I'm talking to you about my work, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm working with students who need help with math. And one of them is pretty upset. They needed some help and they weren't getting it. So mm-hmm. they're really upset. Yeah, you're, I, I visualize you in your office. Mm. Um, and them walking in and I visualize them sitting down. And even if it's over Zoom, right? I know and if you told me like, oh, it's over Zoom, then I would... Revisualizing that. Revisualize you in your office over Zoom hmm. talking to them. Hmm. And I, I literally saw you in your office, which is why it's hard for me if like I don't know what things look like, then yeah. I struggle to hear it. Okay, so you're moving soon. And I said, are you excited about going yeah. to move? I'm not. 
I have no idea what it's going to look like. Got it. Like okay. I'm excited for the beach because I know what that's going to look like. I know what mm-hmm. that's going to feel like. I, mm-hmm. Well, I know what it's going to feel like, but I don't know what that beach looks like. Got it. So I'm actually imagining the beach that I do know oh. just so I can kind of have something to be excited about. Okay. Like so. I know when I get there, I will be totally excited and I will love being there, but I don't know what it's going to look like. So it really helps you even if you're going somewhere to know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Okay. New, new one. All right. If I say, okay, Rosie, you need to go make dinner and then fold the towels and get ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, I'm imagine like my, my next question would be, where am I doing this? Uh, cause right now I don't have a home. Mm-hmm. So I immediately thought of your house cause we're in your house right now. And mm-hmm. so I, I saw myself, you know, in your kitchen yeah, making dishes and th- making food, and then going to your laundry room, grabbing the towels. But and what folding did you them. see in your head when I, I saw, said making dinner? I saw your kitchen. Oh, just the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything else other than like just I'm going to be in the kitchen, and I saw white towels. Okay, so then when you're trying to go back and remember what you were doing, like okay, so you know, in ten minutes, I'm like, okay, well, what is it you're supposed to do? Yeah. Are you going to remember the images of the kitchen and the white towels? No. Interesting. Because they're flashes. They're like quick flashes. Mm. So this is actually funny because like I've been, there are some times like where I forget to bring my brain or I don't, I haven't quite figured out how to bring, how to deal with the thoughts at night that come Mm. and all of the things I have to do. And so one of the things I've started to do is I, I create like a little acronym for myself. So mm. like if I'm sleeping and I don't have my 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 pad of paper or whatever, I'll know, okay, uh, you'll say, what, cook? What was it, cook? Cook dinner. Cook dinner, fold the towels. towels. Get ready for bed. Get ready for bed. So cook starts with a C. Mm. Fold towels starts with an F. Mm. And then get ready for bed starts with a G. But I might also think like, okay, well, cook is... What's the uh, the the verb? I got to cook. I got to fold. Or I have to do towels. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go to bed. So B mm-hmm. for bed. So mm-hmm. I will say G, F, B. Mm-hmm. And then I'll try to like say, okay, G, F, B. G, F, B kind of sounds like K, G, B. Okay, K, G, B. So G, F, B. And then I kind of think about like, well, maybe it's actually like I try to find a pattern to mm-hmm. remember G, F, B. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, it's my girlfriend, be like my girlfriend bitch you know or something mm-hmm. like I'll find something that's uh-huh. funny to help me remember what the acronym is and so then I'll wake up in the morning and I won't remember it but I'll like something will that will tickle me like okay I remember girlfriend <laughs> bitch like okay, uh-huh. what was the G girlfriend oh GF right and the oh and the bitch was for the B okay so GFB so what was the G okay I have to I uh, think it was a C but yeah yeah oh sorry <laughs> 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 I've already messed it up, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, but I'll, I'll, I'll literally do that. And, and I'll spend probably a, a, you know, part of the morning trying to remember what B was. Mm. And I'm like, I know there's something I have to do. I know that there's something I'm supposed to do. I know mm. there's a B there, but what was it? What mm-hmm. is I'm supposed to do? Mm. And I just can't remember. So and then it really helps it. you when you have a pad of paper or something so you can write things down. Yeah. But then remembering the pad of paper is always hard too. Hmm. So it's just a challenge. So it can spend a lot of time trying to remember the basic things that you need to be able to do. Yeah. Interesting. So in terms of the whole idea of touch, and you were saying like it really brought us into the whole concept of that everything you do is so visual. 
what are some of the things that you might be using to help you either in conversations with others or with this sense of touch that's so, you know, complicated, it sounds like for you. Mm -hmm. It is complicated. I think like you need to touch things too, I've noticed. Like you really like to, you're very tactile. Yeah, I, the image that comes into my head is calmness. It's an emotion. So like I just imagined a a, a wave mm. just kind of washing over me or oh. just washing over. Mm. And so what happens is like when I touch something, it actually calms me because oh. it's almost like overstimulation in a sense. Like, right. So it's there's all of these different senses and it kind of allows me to focus because like I'm choosing to touch this thing and then I can really focus now. Because mm, all the stimulation is coming in in all the different ways and you, that's like your lightning rod almost. Yeah, it's like an overstimulation. Like when I was in college, mm -hmm. um, I realized that if I went to a Starbucks to study, I could study so much easier than mm. if I was sitting in my room by myself alone. Interesting. It, it was almost like just too little stimulation. Mm -hmm. And then if I went to a Starbucks, there was just so much happening that it just overloaded my brain so that I could finally, I could finally focus. Interesting. So in terms of touch, that's one sense that you have a lot of control over on a regular basis that you can touch things, right? I mean, yeah, that you can hyper focus on that. Mm -hmm. And then it allows the whatever else is sort of muddying your thought process to 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 go in the background. Well, yeah, because like, so I have this. Um, they used to have like slap bracelets mm -hmm. when I was growing up. Yeah. And they, they still, still have, have them. them. Yeah. And I have one that is a sequin mm -hmm. slap bracelet. And it it like, you know, it changes colors. And I have it on my steering wheel. Because there's times like where if I can just rub it, it actually does a couple of things. It's tactile. Mm -hmm. It's also, there's some sound to it. And then there's a visual. So in a way, it actually does, it does encompass all of the things that I need to be able to focus. Just even driving. Yeah. Because you could get distracted driving. Oh, yeah. Easily. Wow. Okay. And so like I've had to find ways to make sure that I'm, staying in the moment and mm. so a lot of times too like especially if i'm if i you know a lot of people go on autopilot when they're driving yeah of course yeah so i'll notice that i've been on autopilot like i'll be like wait i don't remember where i was just at and so then mm. i will sit at a light and say megan you gotta remember you're in a car mm -hmm. that could potentially kill somebody got it so uh, the tactile actually grounds me okay. and it brings me back and it, like it forces me to like okay i'm here i'm I'm present. This is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Not off in whatever brain world I was in. So I brought up the lime because I was thinking it was something you didn't want to touch. And it kind of was, right? I mean, it kind of is that thing of like stickiness. But it sounded like the bigger picture was that it was the smell that was overwhelming you almost and, and the touch. Mm -hmm. So if it's something you want to touch and you're choosing to touch, that's very different than something touching you or 
or you having something tactile on you yeah that is annoying you yeah or or is distracting as it wasn't even an, i mean it maybe it is annoying that it's distracting but that it it does distract you to that degree yeah it'll stop me in my tracks no good yeah yeah and it's because it's just grabbing all of your attention it's like your complete attention suck at that moment well yeah if you think about the slap bracelet it's bringing me back it's grounding me mhm and so having the having something sticky is now grounding me but it's also distracting me from whatever else I'm if I if, if I'm trying to focus on something else mm. it's a constant reminder to ground myself and so it's actually pulling me out of what I'm trying to focus on yeah if that, that makes sense no it totally does cuz I'm thinking kids that were in my classroom and I remember one of them as people would walk by if anybody would brush up against him he was immediately distracted and couldn't do anything else that i was asking him to do and and we talk about it as attention deficit like you're not paying attention to what you're supposed to be paying attention to but it's it's that you're paying attention to everything i never thought of it though as it's sucking your attention you know as mm. though it's almost like a vacuum it's like pulling you into this place that you don't want to go but your brain is sort of helpless to stopping it yeah. And well, how out of control that would feel. You know, if you're like, ah, I'm going to be now, now I can't get back to whatever it was. It would be very anxiety producing, I would think. Oh, yeah, it it absolutely is. Because like, you know, I know that I want to focus on something. But I also know that like, my skin is so incredibly sensitive mm. to the point like where, you know, I, the idea of getting a tattoo, everyone's like, oh, it's just like someone you know, tapping on your skin <laughs> just like this. And I'm like, that drives me crazy. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> Stop it. I'm going to have an anxiety attack just thinking about Yeah. But, but part of it is that you're saying too, though, I think, if I'm hearing it right, it's out of your control. Right. That this is happening to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much, ooh, gross, there's something on my hands. Because I remember with Josh when he was a baby, right? And I, I was just shocked mm-hmm. that you could let him throw up on you or suckle or do any, you know, be kiss me with his, his gross lips. And, and I was like always thinking that it was this thing that for you, it was somehow disgusting. And then to realize, Mm. I don't actually think that's what it was. I mean, it may look like that visually, but maybe it's more that it is drawing you away from something. Whereas his like slobbery kisses were drawing you into him. Yeah. And his kisses, right? So and I like, knew they were coming. Like I could see yeah. him having strawberry right. smoothie all over his mouth and he was coming toward me to give me a kiss. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, is that my favorite thing? No, no. but I mean, I'll take it. Cause yeah. like, it's, it's cute him. little kisses from a toddler. Yeah. But I, I always thought of it as something about cleanliness or something mm. about it being that it wasn't right or, you know, perfectionist kind of thing or something, mm. probably more my brain than yours. But I, I, I never understood that it was that it was going to be pulling you from attending to something else you were really hoping to attend to. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I hadn't really thought about it that way either. But yeah, because I, I don't, I don't, I'm definitely not cleanliness, cleanly, cl- I'm not clean. Well, I mean, you are, but you're not, you're not worried about that. That's not. Oh, yeah. I don't uh-huh. have an issue with germs. Right. Yeah. You're not a germaphobe. It's not, that's not what it is. Interesting. Okay. What types of things might help you in your adult life with the people in your life mm-hmm. 
letting them know or or like I love this idea that the slap bracelet on your steering wheel that's brilliant and that's one of one of those um sequins that like flip back and forth between colors or something yeah too, right and with that it's interesting because I have to be careful which type of bracelet I get <laughs> because they you know they come in like a stack of 25 or something mm-hmm. and I had to make sure it was matte so that when the sun hit it it didn't distract me with the sun or oh. and I lost my matte one I was really sad I was devastated when the matte one because there was only one matte slap bracelet in the same reason yeah um but so then i found another one that was white Mm. and it didn't change too much of a color it's more like an iridescent to white Mm. um but like yeah there's some that were like they go from gold to purple and i'm like no that's just too distracting so even the strategies you're using sometimes can lead you astray oh for sure interesting and so in terms of things like passing your partner the the lemon to squeeze are there other things that you have found in terms of touch or in terms of feel that, you know, I mean, I remember when you were a kid, we could barely keep clothes on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clothing was awful. <laughs> it was just the worst. Yeah. I, well, I think that that's a a big part of it. You know, like I, I don't buy clothing that I know will bother me. Hmm. So like, for instance, um, so I'm not have, all about the fashion anymore. You're just like, let's make sure this is going to be. I mean, I try to have some fashion. It's a little bit harder being in a bigger body right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I still try to like, you know, enjoy what I wear. You do look cute. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I, I think I'm much more. I, I have to be choosy about what I wear. So. Like, for instance, I found these, like, I was so excited to find clothing that actually looked cute on me. Mm-hmm. And so I found these, like, really cute tanks at Torrid. Mm-hmm. And I loved them. They Like, I looked so good in them. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to buy a bunch of them because, like, I look amazing in them. But then as I started wearing them, like, it was really high up on my neck. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I wasn't going towards those shirts, even though I looked really good in them, because it would just, it was, like, too much on my neck. And it the touch and the feel my neck is really, really sensitive. Mm. And so I didn't, I don't like having anything on my neck. And so I thought, well, okay, well, what if I try to find that kind of similar tank, but maybe in a lower cut? Mm. And I just recently found a few and I'm like the happiest person I could ever be. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. They're so great. But I have to be aware of that stuff. And it's really stressful. Like, you know, I'm taking Josh to New York and I don't have a pair of pants that are good for New York. Mm-hmm. I have a pair of jeans, but like they cut into my side so much that it's painful. Mm. And it's like, it, it's almost like it's suffocatingly painful. Mm. And so I don't want that to be the feeling that I'm having mm. when I'm hanging out with him. Like I mm-hmm. want to feel comfortable and and just feel relaxed so that I can go and have a great time with him. Mm. Because I know I'll be distracted if I have those pants that are cutting into me. Yeah. But then it's like, well, then what pants do you buy, right? So then it's just a whole other problem. And like finding something that's actually warm enough. Yeah. But so it's a whole, it's a stressful process. But I think it's also iterating and being kind to myself that like, okay, I bought those those shirts because I really wanted to look cute again. Mm -hmm. But I also have to recognize that those shirts are, I probably need to just donate them and pass them on to somebody else because they're not right for me. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's the part where I think 
understanding and being okay with the fact that like I'm gonna mess up Mm. and messing up meaning like you bought the wrong thing yeah that I spent money Mm. on these things that I probably shouldn't have Mm. but I wouldn't have known that in hindsight yeah but now I know like okay well if I'm buying something I really like Megan you really just gotta get a lower cut like a scoop neck or a v-neck or something like I've always liked v-necks but I never really quite thought about why Right. And now it's like, oh, okay, I know why. But again, it's I think just because we've been really talking about this and processing it that I'm allowing myself to even think about these questions. Right. Because as a kid, it would be like, oh, just put it on. Yeah. You're just being too sensitive. Just put it on. Yeah. Too sensitive. That's a real trigger word for you, I know. Yeah. But like, think about it. If if all I can feel is this scratchy thing on my neck. Yeah. And I'm trying to study and f- try to focus in school. I've like it's just it's constantly every time I move it's it's pulling me and it's grounding me it's pulling me out of right. what I'm supposed to be doing right or what you want to be doing what I want to be doing yeah yeah and which was you wanted to be a good student that wasn't ever a question yeah it wasn't that I didn't want it yeah I just couldn't I couldn't focus on anything else interesting I mean that's why like now I have a seam ripper in my bedroom at all times yeah because I'll take out the tags in my shirt or in my bra or in anything like I totally relate to that actually as we're talking more I'm realizing oh yeah I'm that way too you know and 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 sometimes I think it's maybe to a lesser extent but I just bought these tank tops from Amazon and they do have a tag and I've had to go through and cut out those I forgot you gave me a seam ripper I should have done that but you know it really is distracting my brain allows me to have that distraction and then come right back to mm. what it was I was thinking before. But I could imagine if the minute that distraction happened, I was new or was concerned that I wouldn't be able to get back to whatever it was I was thinking about. I That would cause me tremendous anxiety. So I think you handle it really well. I mean, obviously you have practice with handling it, but yeah, honestly, I mean, the fact that you're just not screaming all day... is pretty amazing, you know, honestly. it it is, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure you've worked really hard to come to that. When we think about our community of people and who we want to invite into this community, I think people who can understand a seam ripper would be be part of the people we we would want, right? Or people who, yeah, who have to seam rip for somebody. Yes. And what I will say is that if you are somebody who has to seam rip for someone, (laughs) don't cut it. Yeah. Because that will make it even worse. Yeah. Because if you cut it and then it's a sharp <laughs> tag, oh. you've got to learn how to seam rip. Yeah. And, and and it's not hard once you know. Yeah. You showed me. And I will say, if you do not know what a seam ripper is, we will post a link to a seam ripper because I'm telling you those change your life. To our community, I would love to know from people too, what are other sort of things that have happened for them where touch was involved in some way that Mm -hmm. is causing them to be distracted or someone that they know and love that they've seen this, right? So it's like, if you can't keep clothes on your kid, we want to know. Because like maybe they're having this distraction too. Yeah, or like even sleep, you know, Mm. if they're having trouble sleeping and their sheets sheets are itchy, that's one of the biggest things for me. Like I I have to have softer sheets. Yeah, and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am a princess in the pea and that's okay. <laughs> but we love you. <laughs> I'm a cute princess. That's for sure. Well, thank you for talking to me today, Rosie. 
Well, thanks for having me. I love you lots. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast, everybody. This podcast was hosted by Megan Maya Dusky and Michelle Woodward, and it was edited by Megan Maya Dusky. Oh. oh, and we really appreciate everything that you guys are doing by listening to us. If you liked it, maybe you might want to share it or give us a rating. Um, that's going to really help us get our message out, and it's also just going to help Michelle and I because we are a two-woman band. Yes. We making your this help. all happening. So, Absolutely. And you can also reach us on rosiesbrain.com, which has lots of resources and links from the show. Um, and we'll have show notes and whatnot there and all the crazy puzzles and words and sounds. And just be ready because there will be some outtakes oftentimes at the end of podcasts. So make sure to follow us all the way till the end. We hope you're well wherever you're at. And remember, stay compassionate. Well, okay, so I've actually thought about having multiple seam rippers <laughs> because sometimes I don't realize that something is bothering me until I'm and already out. And this is out. just like the thing that allows you to take the tag, unhook it from the seam it's on, right? Yeah, so like when you are sewing, this just has a very, it's like it looks like a little claw, like a little mm-hmm. crab claw, <laughs> and it's got a very, very sharp blade inside. And so then when you, when you put one part of the claw into the seam, Mm -hmm. it just automatically cuts it. Mm -hmm. And if you find one that you cannot seam rip out, do not buy it. (laughs) Just don't do it. Because what will happen is you will cut it as far down as possible, but then it will still hurt because it's like a little lump there. A little nub. I should just do a video explaining how to do this. Please do that, yeah.